some people have decided to come late so i'll start teaching i'll take the assignments now i'll start teaching okay and uh what i'm teaching is very important you see the bible says something interesting it says that do not cast pearls before swipe why they'll trample on it mm. so there are a lot of precious things that uh, are supposed to be given to many people but because they have the swine behavior they cannot be given those things that's why me i i take people off the page yes since you are deciding to have that characteristic to trample on the precious things that are given to you but god will help us okay so father lord we are grateful for tonight we are grateful for your word which has come to us thank you that it is coming in power and in might and it's coming to transform us we are grateful in jesus name amen okay so there's something interesting i want to talk about but i'm going to i'm just starting i'm just starting so this is it won't it won't be a one day thing okay i'm just beginning let's uh let's see where god is taking us to okay let's all write this word down fear let's write this word down fear uh, everyone should uh, everyone should give me okay when, when we talk about fear what, what do you think when, when we talk about fear what do you think what do you think what do you know about fear can we type text write something down and let me see fear what comes to mind fear and we are doing it in relation to biblical uh, the biblical sphere okay so fear let's be fast let's be fast okay someone says to be afraid and it can also mean to revere someone says insecurity that's interesting someone says something that causes anxiety to be scared james that's that's interesting any others okay while you continue making your suggestions and submissions let me continue okay so uh, we are going to talk a little on yeah it's an interesting thing now you should know we have the negative side of it and uh, we have positive side of it as in when we look at it at with the word okay it depends on context what it's going to be but before that uh recently we have been dealing with um how to study the bible and i think i should mention something to you okay now we have something we call the law of first mention so write it down the law of first mention i didn't mention that when i was teaching you guys on um, studying the word so write the law of first mention let me just talk about it briefly it's um it's a bible study too okay that applies um applies you finding the first mention as it says law of first mention so the first mention of a particular word in scripture okay or in the bible 
to use to determine how the word should be used okay so that's law of persuasion so maybe uh i can pick the word priest and i'll go and find where was the word priest first used in the bible what was it used for okay but you see sometimes we can make erroneous uh propositions when using the law of first mention if we don't consider context so the law of first mention is subject to contextual are you listening i'm saying it from my head so i will repeat it i said the law of first mention is subject to contextual boundaries okay so uh you must watch that when you are using your law of first mention you don't go and take uh, decide okay since i saw this word fear being used here as this that means every time we see fear it means this or every time we see that particular word this is what it's trying to say no we must first consider the context okay so that is the law of first mention but it's an important tool into understanding the bible okay so i'm going to apply the law of first mention in uh what i'm uh, the fear we are about to look at right now okay so uh thank you jesus okay so uh, louisa says something that causes you to be frightened nana says something fear means to deeply respect something or someone interested michelle says fear makes us timid Elam says reverence or being afraid and marie marie lee says that it could be reverence for someone or being afraid okay so um, you guys have a fair idea of what fear is yes you have a fair idea of what fear is. so the, the first mention of um fear okay and we are we are we are looking at the fear of god okay so let me break it down because fear we have the fear of man or which is a snare okay fear of things as in you, you from your definitions you gave you spoke about the fact that something that causes you to be timid or anxious or afraid okay so we have that we also have the fear of god and it has okay you let, let's move on and you understand it so um looking at the first mention of the fear of god okay um we we see that in the book of genesis chapter 20 okay 20 verse 8 to 11 but before that let's look at some words for fear when you look at the hebrew okay we have yare okay yare uh i think okay let me let me see how i can put that down for you guys okay so i'm, I'm putting it down i don't uh know if i mentioned it properly yes um, i i don't know if i mentioned it properly let me check um, one of the coconuts and see the correct pronunciation so oh lord jesus okay so i said genesis 20 verse 11 to 13 okay okay so it's pronounced year year out okay year out yeah i'm sending you the spelling so that uh you have that i'm sending you the spelling of year r um 
Okay, James, I'll get to you soon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm putting two words there. Uh you have the year and year okay, yare and year So now when we look at yare, it is um fear in the context of a verb. Okay. The first one, look at look at the group page. You see yare, the first one is in the context of a verb. Take note, it is in the context of a verb. Okay, it is in the context of a verb, and the second one, year out, is in the context of a noun. Okay, it is a noun. The first one, yari, is a verb. The second is a noun. So when I say fear not, I'm using yari. Okay, yari, and when I'm saying uh, maybe the fear of the Lord, you see the fear of the Lord. So we are using fear as a noun. So that is the year out. Okay. So write that down. And so um, for the fear of the Lord, the first mention we see it in uh we see it in the book of Genesis, chapter 20, as I said. So let's all go to Genesis chapter 20 and uh let's look at something interesting there. The book of Genesis, chapter 20, verse 8 to 11. I think before that, I'll, I, okay, let me finish with the terms, okay. Now, there is another word in the Old Testament for fear. There are, in fact, there are more words we can look at, okay, but I'm just, I just sampled a few for you to understand what I am talking about, okay. So we have Jaga, okay, Jaga, let me send that to you, okay. And the first fear I spoke about, it is in the context of the Yare and Yerao, okay, it's in the context of um, reverence okay to have reverence or uh, moral reverence respect other or even frightened okay so you you can look at it in that context too okay now when you are reading the uh, bible okay you will see the word fear or the verb the now fear or the verb fear being used in any different context okay and it may either have a positive or negative connotation connotation sorry okay it will either have a positive or negative connotation so you might see perfect like a step out of fear and the, it is the same way and then you will see that the bible says fear the lord and it is the same way so it is more of a contextual we are we are going to look at it at as a contextual word, it has different meanings based on the context. Take note of it. Based on the context, it is going to have different meanings. The word yare or yerao. Okay. Now, so I've explained other. We have uh, reverence. That is moral reverence. We have uh, even someone being afraid or frightened. Okay. Now we have the word deaga, which means anxiety. Okay. That word stands for anxiety please note that the words i've mentioned so far are hebrew these are in the old testament so we are going to look at the new testament okay so there are guys anxiety and anxiety is also a form of fear okay now when we look at the new testament um, that is the greek we have the word phobos okay phobos and 
That is the now. Phobos is the now. I'm putting it there. Phobos is the now. And phobia is the verb. Okay. Phobos is the now. Phobia is the verb. And it should tell you where we have. You, you, you see this word, uh, phobia. Phobia. If you hear this thing, uh, this person has a phobia, fear. It comes from this word, phobia. Okay. Or phobeo. However, you pronounce it, phobeo. Okay. So I'm sure you've all heard that word before, phobia. I have a phobia for this. That means I have a fear for this. But the same word can be used as I have reverence for something. Okay. So the noun is phobos. The verb is phobia. Okay. But we find another word. Now the Bible says that for God has given you a spirit of fear, but of goodness. Okay. He has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, of boldness, of sound mind. Okay. The word fear there is delial. Okay. Delia, which is timidity. So what was being communicated there is that God doesn't make you timid. Not that God is against reverence. Okay. And I told you, based most of the fear, uh, when you are using the word fear in the Bible, based on the context, it is going to mean something or the other. Okay, based on the context, so you will really need to be uh, keen on that. Now, the reason why I made let us look at this word specifically is for the fact that when you are discussing with atheists or people who have decided to hate Jesus or people who simply lack understanding, they'll say, Ah, but the Bible says, Perfect love casted out all fear, and I are saying, Fear the Lord. They are they just lack understanding or have decided not to understand the fact that fear means different things based on context. So when we say fear the Lord, we are not talking about you having a timid spirit or an anxious spirit. The Bible says be anxious for nothing. So we are not talking about you having a timid spirit or something. Okay. But we are looking at the fact that you give reverence to God. And uh, people say, oh, when we say fear God, it doesn't mean be frightened about god it is it is true and not true it is true and not true when we look at the fear of god it means okay now let's write i think you should write i'm about to say something that i think it will be important that you write okay the fear of god is not only based on our love for him okay so we fear god because of our love for him but the fear of god is also based on what who he is and what he can do okay who he is and what he can do write that down we love god uh, we fear god because we love him and we fear god because of who he is and what he can do the reason why you give me a certain respect or uh, sometimes <laughs> this is not something i'm happy about though but some of you meet me and you begin to shake now it's not the anointing, though. You are you are just overwhelmed and in awe of me, okay. And so you, most people meet men of God, and uh, the same thing happens to them. Some people too are also scared, okay. When you when you when you when you revere God or when you fear God, it is because of who you know He is, okay. So the reason why, if you stood by your sister, you would do anything, but because you knew this is Sir Elam. This is a alarm. You started shaking. You understand? Or you 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 assume a certain posture because you knew this is a alarm. 
So, first thing is, we are fearing God because we know who He is. We know who He is. When you know the nature of God and you come to understand who God is, you will fear God. You must fear God. Because you know that it is not just about who He is. The next question is what He can do. Because who a person is determines what the person can do. You understand? Who the person is determines what the person can do. So, someone knows that my words are sharp. And if I say something, the possibility that it will happen is so high. So the person will decide to watch the way he will talk around me or what the way he will approach me. So that in case I say anything, it will come out a blessing, not a curse, unto that person. So in the same way, when you look at God, we go from who he is and then for what he can do or what he has done. That is how fear works. Okay. We fear God for who he is, what he can do, or what he has done. And we fear God foundationally because we love him. You cannot give reverence to anyone you don't love. Imagine you don't love uh, uh, someone and the person tries to show body or tries to rush us. Oh, clear off, clear off. You even give that reverence. But when you have a certain affection or desire towards someone, you tend to approach the person with a certain reverence, with a certain fear, with a certain honor. Do you understand? So if you claim you love someone and you cannot honor the person, you are telling lies. You don't love the person because love comes with fear. Okay? And remember, I told you fear uh, used context is used contextually and has different meanings, meanings contextually. Okay? So you must really be keen on what you are saying. Okay, even though it's the same word, yare or yerao, or we are looking at the Greek, which is saying uh, phobia or phobos. That's the now. It 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 means different things based on the context is being used. Okay, so our fear towards God is because of who He is, what He can do, or what He has done, and also because of our love for Him. Okay. Remember, we are, we are just we are just warming up. I'm not going to say much tonight. We will continue, okay? But I just want to make make certain uh, break certain things to your mind, okay? Bring certain things to your mind because we have a lot of people who claim to fear God, but they don't understand the fear of God. They claim to fear God. They, they say through their mouth, but we cannot see the fear of God in their life. Now, remember, I said. The first mention of the fear of God was in Genesis chapter 20, verse 8 to 11. So let's look at what it says. Someone should put it on the page. It says, I'm reading. I have I've already turned there. So it says, Therefore Abimelech rose early in the morning and called his servant and told all, all these things in their ear. And the men were so afraid. Now, in the context, um, we, we come to see that Abimelech saw Abraham's wife, Sarai. Okay, at that time he was Abraham. So he had seen Abraham's wife. Uh, oh, he, he, he was Abraham. Yeah, he had seen Abraham's wife, Sarah. And Sarah looked sumptuous and eatable. She looked so good. And this man had the guts to take the wife of Abraham. Well, it wasn't his fault. He didn't know. Abraham told him his sister, which was not a lie. It is also true. Some people say Abraham was a liar. Abraham lied about Sarah. It's not true. He lied. It 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 was he, Sarah was his sister. So he 
took that woman and uh, he, he was planning to make a feast of her. He was planning to make a feast of her. And that night, God came and warned him, warned him seriously. And he walks, wakes up and tells the servant everything. So verse 9 says, Then Abimelech called Abraham and said unto him, What has thou, thou done to us? What has thou done to us? And he says that, And what have I offended thee? What have I done to you? What has thou brought on me and my kingdom? A great sin. Thou hast done the deeds unto me that you, you do not to me. He says, saying what you did to me, you shouldn't have done that to me. You, you, you've, you've done horrible against me. And Abimelech said to Abraham, what sawest thou that thou did this thing? What, what did you see? Cried out, make you do this thing to me. And Abraham said, Because I thought, listen to this carefully. Verse 11 is my emphasis. It's, it's very key to understanding the fear of God. He says that, and Abraham said, Because I thought, surely the fear of the Lord is not in this place, and they will slay me for my wife's sake. It is very deep. It is very deep. I know most of you don't understand what that verse means. He says, I because I thought surely the fear of the Lord is not in this place. And what is the uh, what is the product or what is the result of the fear of the Lord not being in this place? He says that and they will slay me for my wife's sake. That means the first mention of the fear of God is tied to morality. The first mention of the fear of God was tied to morality it was tied to a, a certain pattern of living because because he thought there was no fear of god in that land he says that oh this people i'm afraid they'll kill me he came to see that he he's establishing the notion that the fear of the lord is the boundary of morality do you understand me? he's establishing the notion that the fear of the lord is the problem or the boundary or the foundation of morality. So they are inseparable. Any immoral person is a person who simply does not fear God. If you find an immoral person, whether Christian or whatever, it is because they don't fear God. They don't fear God. They don't fear God. They don't fear God. Don't fear God. The root of immorality is lack of fear in God. I think you should write this down. The root of immorality is the lack of fear in God or of God. If any man does not fear God, the person will be immoral. Yes, the person will be immoral. And I'll prove it to you in a bit. I've, you see how I use the law of first mention. So since we are, we've been studying on um, how to study the Bible, I think it's important that I take note of it. So I saw the situation. We can see from here the situation that the fear of God was tied to, and we saw it was tied to morality. Morality. Okay, so let's continue. Uh, I think this, we can find something in the New Testament that is going to give a strong stance for how the fear of the Lord is directly, not indirectly, but directly connected to morality. Because we have a lot of Christians who don't believe in morality. They don't believe in morality. They say, uh, it's true, morality won't get you to heaven. It's true. Morality, it is you accepting Christ. But then, the same way religion will not get you to heaven, when you come to Christ, there is a standard of morality. There is a pattern of living, which we call religion, that a man will have to embrace. Do you understand? 
let's go to Romans chapter 1. Let's read from verse 20 to 32. All of you are conversant with uh, that verse. All of you are conversant with it. So let's look at Romans chapter 1, 20. I've used it a lot of times. Romans chapter 1, 20 to 32. Someone should post it because if I leave a telegram right now, it will I'll have a problem. The, the audio might cut. So kindly post it for me. From verse 20 to 31, just post it for me. Revelation, uh, sorry, Romans chapter 1, 20 to 32. Okay. Okay, thank you very much, David. So it says that for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, been understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. Verse 21, it says, For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him. Now, remember, this word here, they neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him, is simply put, they did not revere him. They did not revere him. They did not have the fear of God. Um, I'm sure you'll be saying, oh, I'm, I'm just concocting something. So, let's see let's see if we can um use scripture to understand this better okay Le revelation chapter 14 verse 7 says something he said say with a loud voice fear god and give him glory so one thing again you see is that the fear of the lord is tied to glory when you fear god you give him glory and you find many scriptures many similar scriptures that relate fear of god to glory so the first bring about fear of god then we look at glorify god okay so fear God and give him glory. Okay. So we must recognize and glorify God for who he is. And this is done even in our work. Okay. This when 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 we want to recognize God and glorify God, okay, it is it is tied to how we live, how we carry ourselves about. That's why the Bible says, Let your light so shine before men that they'll see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. That means in revering God and in, in, in recognizing God and giving him the glory, he says, let your light so shine before men that God, uh, men will see your good works. Remember, let your light so shine. People think it's about doing miracles and all those things. He's saying that be, let your, the life of Christ, which is domiciled in your spirit, find expression in your environment. Do you understand? That is how you let the light shine. That's why before he spoke about this, he says that, do we have a light and put it under a bushel? No. So you don't hide that light or that life of Christ, which is in you. It must come out. So it must be seen in your pattern of living, in your religion. It must be seen in, in everything you do. That is what we call good works. Every way, everything that proceeds from the life of God is good work. Okay, so because of the life of the we must see a certain religion, we must see a certain way of living, we must see certain results, certain fruits. Okay, so let your light so shine. Matthew chapter 5, 16. It says, Let your light so shine that men will see your good works and that they will glorify the Father which is in heaven. Okay, so the posture of anyone who genuinely fears God is to make sure that he is glorified or he's added by his works by his deeds write it down 
the posture of anyone who genuinely fears God. No, it's not about more. Who genuinely fears God is to make sure that what? That he, he, God is revered or God is glorified or God is added by his deeds. Do you understand? So let's go back to um, Romans chapter 1 verse 20 downward. So I was reading to it one. He said, although they knew God, they, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. That means they didn't revere God. They didn't have the fear of God in them. Now let's see what happens to this book. He says, their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. This is why, because they knew God and neither glorified him nor gave They didn't give thanks to him. They didn't honor him. Sorry, my, my network cuts. My network cuts, sorry. So I was saying that they, they knew God, but they didn't glorify him as God. They didn't give thanks to him. They didn't revere him. They did not fear him. Okay? And he says that their thinking became futile and foolish, and their hearts were darkened. That's why I told you that any person you see is immoral. It is because he doesn't fear God. Because while there is no fear of God, what happens is that you are given up to a reprobate mind. Do you understand? You are given up to a reprobate mind. So if you find your friends and they are living certain ways they are living, it is simply because they do not fear God. They, the fear of God is not in them. No, no, no. They, they don't have the fear of God at all, at all, at all. They don't have the fear of God at all. That is why they are living how they are living. So when you read that, in fact, let's, let's Let's read and let's see. Let's read. So, um, so verse verse 22, it says, Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. Remember, this is all on the basis of the fact that they had not the fear of God in them. They became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal human beings and birds and animals and reptiles. Have you seen the state of America or countries that have decided that they, they, they think they are atheists. They are atheists. There is no God. You see the way they live their life. You see the pattern of living that they have. Why? Because they did not have reverence to God. That is why now they legalize abortion. That is why they, people tattoo their eyes, their, their whole face. They, are, they split their tongues. They are um, putting fish scales on their body. They are getting claws. They are getting uh, canines like those of um, saber-tooth tigers and all those things. They have been given up to darkened thinking. Their minds have become futile. Their foolish hearts are darkened. And it says that they what exchange the glory of the immortal God for images meant to look like a mortal man. A mortal man. And birds and animals and reptiles other verses you say four-footed beasts and reptiles verse 24 therefore god gave them over to simple desires of their hearts to sexual impurity so if you find someone living in sexual purity uh, impurity someone who is having 
goes around, sleeps with anyone, sleeps with prostitutes, sleeps with the church members. There is one simple answer. This man does not have the fear of God. This man does not fear God. Do you understand me? The person does not fear God. He says, we, we are continuing. Then, <clears throat> this is very interesting. He says, the degrading of their bodies with one another. Degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchange the truth about God for a lie. So you realize that anyone who does not fear God in the long run, in the long run, they decide to change everything they hear about God for a lie. They decide to sell a lie. They decide to sell a lie. They decide to sell a lie. This is one of the things I am also does. Let's continue. And worshipped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Okay. So we find in this day so many people worshipping other things, the things they've created, ideologies they created, things they created. All this will still come back to one thing. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, which is for although they knew God, they did not fear God. They had not the fear of God. Okay, so because of this, verse 26, because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relationships, relations for unnatural ones. That is talking about lesbianism, that is talking about masturbation, that is talking about anal sex. In fact, let's not go there. There are a lot of things. There are a lot of things we can talk about, but let, let's leave that for now. Those sexual a lot of sexual practices, they stem from the fact that people do not love God. People do not fear God. So when you don't fear God, you are given opportunity for to have the mind of Satan working in you. You understand? The very moment you lose the fear of God, or you do not revere God, you do not see God as he is, for who he is, for what he can do. When you don't consider that, and when you don't love God, what you see is that certain unnatural desires, certain unnatural desires, certain unnatural that is why you find a hard, almost 90% of anyone who calls himself gay or lesbian, homosexual, they find reason to defend that there is no God. Even if they knew, the Bible says, although they knew, they said they did not worship him as God. They didn't, they didn't God. So they know deep down there that this God is real. They know. They know that they didn't come into existence by itself. But they chose not to choose God. And it says that they were given up to shameful lust. Women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural on, on ones. In the same way, men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for another, one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men. And interestingly, it says, and they received in themselves the due penalty. That is why many gays are wearing pampers and all those. They received the due penalty. They receive the due penalty. They are suffering the consequences of the actions that they are, they, 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 they are subscribing to. Verse 28, it says, Furthermore, just as they did not think of it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God. Okay? So they, now they knew God. Now, 28, they said, okay, they decided to, re, 
not to retain the knowledge of God. That means they decided to, even the knowledge of God they had, they decided to make sure that doesn't exist. They decided to resist it, push it away. He says, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not to be done. So when you find people doing what they must not do, when you find people filled with wickedness, the Bible says they became filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, boastful. All these things. The same why? It is because you do not have the fear of the Lord. Because you do not have the fear of the Lord. One interesting thing that continues is they invent ways of doing evil. That means they want to look for a new way to sin. They think the sin we do now is not enough. It's not enough. Let, let's find a new way to sin. A new way to sin. That means the sin is talking about here. It is never seen in the Bible. You, ne- you will not see it in the Bible. <laughs> this is a deep, this is a deep thing. He said they invented they, they invented new ways to sin. This, those things may not be named in the Bible because there are still people still inventing new sins, like smoking. Smoking. Someone will say, oh, but it's not in the Bible. It's not a sin. And the pastor will also endorse it. It's not in the Bible. It's not a sin. Please. There are many things we do that are sins that have not been defined in the Bible because we come to see here that there is the possibility of inventing. Inventing new sin. They, they want to show God God. We, we we can do some sins that you cry, your mind will burst. You understand? And it continues, although they know God's righteous decree and that those who do such things deserve that, they not only continue to do these things, but they approve those who practice it. So you see that the whole issue of this diabolical nature of man stems from the fact that man decided not to revere God. In the Garden of Eden, in the Garden of Eden, that was one of the flaws of Adam and Eve. They, they didn't revere God. They didn't fear God as they should have feared God. Because if they feared God, they would have not gone against the will of God. Because fear is such that we fear will, will command or demand obedience. Knowing who he is, I told you fear is dependent on knowing who the person is and knowing what the person can do. So the way how you relate with me, I'm sure that's not the way you relate with someone like a, a Apostle Michael. No, you, you, it, it will definitely not be the same. It will definitely not be the same because you know who he is and what he can do. And you know who I am and what he can do. The obedience level, there is difference. There, there is difference in your submission to both of us. You understand? Unless you, dear, God has recalibrated your mind so much that you can you can choose uh, to, to, to have a certain level of reverence the same as that person, then that is a different issue. So, we, we can see the root of immorality. The root of immorality was why? Because man did not fear God. Man did not fear God. Man did not fear God. A man who doesn't fear God becomes worthless in reasoning and understanding, morally degraded, full of greed and all sorts of wickedness. You should have written that down. I'm going to repeat it. I said, a man who doesn't fear God becomes worthless in reasoning and understanding, morally degraded, full of greed and of all sorts of wickedness. Now, 
<laughs> it's interesting the bible says the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge please not the beginning of wisdom there's another verse that says that but i'm talking about proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 it says the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge then he says but fools despise wisdom and instruction fools despise wisdom and instruction then proverbs chapter 9 verse 10 also says the fear of the lord is what the beginning of wisdom and he says the knowledge of the holy one when you read kjv the written the knowledge of the holy is understanding but it is actually the knowledge of the holy one is understanding you understand so the reason why you can see the foolishness of man today is why they are not wise and they are not wise because they don't have the fear of the lord remember when we we're reading first um when we we're reading romans he said something interesting when we we're reading romans it, it, it said something interesting he says that although they be, they claimed to be wise they became fools although they claimed to be wise they became fools so any type of wisdom that is not rooted in the fear of god is foolishness did you get that any type of wisdom that's why we have the wisdom of this world and the wisdom of god yes the bible says the wisdom of god is what first of all pure hey this this is deep the wisdom of god is first of all what pure pure the wisdom Okay, sorry. I was I, I wanted to get the verse. I wanted to get a verse, but because I moved out of Telegram, it's cut. Oh Jesus. Mantolo Samaskeles. Okay, let's James 317. Put James 317 down. James 317. James 317, please. Put that down. Hello, uh, please. If you if you can hear me, let me know. You can hear me so that I continue. Okay. If you can hear me, kindly let me know that you can hear me so that I'll continue. Okay. Okay. So when we say uh, I was talking about the fact that. Uh, the wisdom that is not in the fear of the Lord is foolishness. Why? Because first of all, uh, as James 3, 17 tells us, it says that the wisdom of God, or the wisdom that comes from above, is first of all what? Pure. First of all, pure. And we'll find purity only when there is a fear of the Lord. Purity is only when there is a fear of the Lord. You cannot walk in purity if you don't fear the Lord. You understand? You cannot walk in purity where you don't fear the Lord. As we saw in Romans they gave themselves to all manner of nonsense. Why? Because they didn't fear of the Lord. So the, they, they didn't have the fear of the Lord. So, so the wisdom of God, the wisdom that comes from heaven, is first of all what? Pure. 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 The wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. Do not forget about this. If any friend can give me any wisdom, that you can't see moral purity in it. Or morality in it, or you can't 
that that is not the wisdom that God wants. That's not the wisdom that God wants. It might sound like it will work, but that's not the wisdom of God. It is the wisdom of men. And the wisdom of men will always fail you. So, back to Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. He says, the fear of the Lord, what? Is the beginning of wisdom. Until a man has come to fear the Lord, the man has not encountered the wisdom of God. That means whatever thing that person is doing, there's only the wisdom of man. And we know that the way of man leads to death. The Bible says there's a way that cement right unto man, but the end thereof is what? Death. There's a way that cement good. It looks bright. It looks nice to start with the small tattoos, to start with the short skirts and this. Oh, it, it is just life. It's just life. But then, in the end, it leads to death because you want more. You should know that the, the human nature, we are insatiable. We are insatiable. So the very time you start to uh, gratify the nature, the desires of your flesh, I'm not just saying your body, I say your flesh, the nature of the flesh, you realize that you always have to keep coming back to attempt to satisfy it, to attempt to satisfy it, to attempt to satisfy it. You become a slave. You become a slave to nonsense. You understand? So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And he says that and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So as we saw in Romans chapter 1, the people didn't have understanding. The people didn't have understanding. Their mind, they became depraved in their minds. Why? Because they, at a point, had decided to even not retain. They had decided to reject the knowledge of the Holy One, the knowledge of God. So Abraham, Genesis chapter 20, verse 8. He was thinking, oh, these people don't have this fear of God. That means they're not going to apply the wisdom of God to know that because it is in the wisdom of God that you know that man was created for a woman, not men created for a woman or women created for one man. He says, for this reason, a man, he didn't say men will leave. He says a man will leave his father's house and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one. Do you understand? It will only take the wisdom of God for you to know that you do not take another man's property. You don't take another man's wife. You don't sleep with another man's wife. But the wisdom of this world, you, you know now, there are relationships that, I've forgotten how we call it, but let's say you are my girlfriend. We can make a decision that, oh, not girlfriend, if you are my wife. We can make a decision that I will have someone that I can also be getting sexual pleasure from. The only condition is, I must not let you know who that person is. Do you understand? So, I can be sleeping with another person, just one person, or some people, they do more than one person, but just don't let me know that you. Um, this is the person you are sleeping with. That is the wisdom of this world. It, 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 it proceeds from depraved minds. It proceeds from depraved minds. That's why one day, I, one day I was praying that the Lord I, I was thinking about this dressing and things. People say it's a cultural construct and all those things, social constructs and blah, blah, blah. And the Lord asked me a question. He said that, do you think such depraved and defiled culture can be used to qualify by moral standards? <laughs> it's, it's too deep. It's too deep. You need 
to apply the wisdom of God, the wisdom of the way. Don't say that, oh, in America, they dress like this, so we, we can dress like this. In Ghana, they dress like this. And you say, oh, if someone is America, why well, you have a problem? So I'm bringing American culture here. It's just cultural. Please. We are not looking at cultures and all those things. We are not looking at the wisdom of men. Because the wisdom of men is not built on the fear of God. The wisdom of men is not built on the fear of God. The wisdom of men is not built on the fear of God. You understand? So Abraham was worried. Oh, these people, if they don't have this knowledge of God, this man will take my wife, even though he knows it's my wife. He will, he will take it. He will take it. He will take it. But thanks be to God, those people, Abimelech had a fear of God. And he was even angry at Abraham. He says, ah, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? Look at the trouble you are bringing to me and my nation. Please take your wife. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. That means for you to have understanding in any institution in life, the first thing you need is the knowledge of the Holy One. That's why we come to see that it is the Holy Spirit who brings understanding to us. The Bible makes us understand in 1 Corinthians. It says that, but we have the mind of God. We have the mind of God. We see the perspective of God. We, our view of everything is in the perspective of God. This happens only when a man fears the Lord. When we look at someone like Joseph, Potiphar's wife, probably one uh, very, very well-shaped and fair damsel, approaches him. What will it take for a man in this generation, okay, to look at someone of that stature and say, no, what will it take? For a man in this generation to look at someone of that stature and say no. You know, <laughs> something happened to me. Now, I think I, there's a need for me to be open with you on this. Something happened to me some time ago. I think it's, I told PB about it. Okay. I told PB and uh, I think probably about it. I was put in a certain situation and I almost did something. But while that was about to happen, do you know what God told me? He, he said, he said, he mentioned Elom. I was listening and he said it. And I heard it so loud and clear. He said, you, you've not feared me. You don't fear me. That's what he said. Just when he said that, I felt empty. It was as though something had departed from me. It was as though, I, I don't know how to explain it. And for days, I couldn't pray. I, I, it was as though God was hiding from me. And for about three days, and then I... I, I was I was seeking repentance. I was seeking repentance. Then one sun on, on the Sunday that week, I couldn't even go to church. So I was sitting in bed. I was wondering what is happening. And then this the Lord told me to go and look at a certain issue that um Rami Zakaria's issue that came up. So I went to watch videos and I was listening uh to different apologists, okay, giving their take on the issue and everything and as i was listening i was listening i was listening the holy spirit convicted me and i broke into tears i began to cry 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 i was just in bed i was crying i was crying like a baby until i i was i was telling god god i repent i repent teach me to fear i repent 
until God told me, okay, I have restored you. And that is what brought me back to my, uh, brought me back to my, the right state. That's what brought me back to the right state. He said, what he said, that he said, the thing I'm going to do, you are going to do it because you don't fear me. He says, you are doing it. Why? Because you don't fear me. That's what he told me. And I've learned a lot from that. I've come to see that if you find anyone living in sin, it is simply because the person doesn't fear God. Not that, don't say the, the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. That is nonsense. That is nonsense. Someone texted me sometimes, she was like, she doesn't understand why this keeps happening. She tries. No, you are telling lies. You don't try. You love what you are doing, and you are doing it. And the reason why you love what you are doing, and you are doing it against God, is because you do not fear God. You do not revere God. Because if you came to an understanding of who God is, and what God can do to you, the Bible says, do not fear the one who can destroy your body. He says, but fear the one who can destroy both, both your, your, your body and your soul. Your, he can destroy your spirit. He can condemn it to eternal condemnation. We don't know the God we serve. If we knew the God we serve, if we understood the deity of Christ or the deity of this God, uh, some of us would not try certain things, would not think certain thoughts. Fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is what? The beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Genesis chapter 39, verse 7 to 9. It says, and it came to pass, how she put it on the page? It came to pass after these things that his master's wife, talking about Potiphar, uh, Potiphar's wife, cast her eyes upon Joseph and said, lie with me. Verse 8, but he refused. He said to his master's wife, behold, my master wanted not. Okay, he says, my master wanted not. What is with me in the house? That means he has not withholded everything, anything from me that is in the house. And he says, he had committed all that he had into my hand. There is none greater in this house than, than I. There is nobody. Nobody. See the position Joseph was in. There was nobody in the house. In fact, everyone respected Joseph. He was the boss in the house now. No one, absolutely no one in the house, greater in the house than he. And he says that neither had he kept back anything from me but thee. So the husband has given him all the possessions. The only thing he kept away was his wife. He says, because thou art his wife. Then he continues. He says, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So you will see, it was not because he feared Potiphar. No. It was, it was not that Joseph feared Potiphar. Not at all. Not at all. If it was about Potiphar, Joseph would have kept uh, sleeping with her, sleeping with her, sleeping with her. She'll be calling him daddy. Uh, she'll be calling him daddy. Little, she'll call him little Potiphar. Yes. If it was just about Potiphar. No, no. He says, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? His emphasis was God, not Potiphar. His emphasis, his emphasis, was God, not Potiphar. Do you understand? His emphasis was 
was was was was was God, not Potiphar. How can I do? How can I do this thing and sin against my God? How can I do this great wickedness and sin against my God? You can see that Joseph feared the Lord. Joseph had a certain reverence. The things God could do could could put him into uh, a fright. He could see that no, hey, this God, this God is a God that I I must I, I must revere. When God appeared to the Israelites, they, they feared so much. They told Moses that, Moses, please, you go and meet God alone. We, we are okay. If, if it continues to the next day, we will die. You kill us, please. That is the God. The fact that today God is not um, revealing himself with thunder and lightning and uh, fire and all those things. And he is revealing himself in the face of Christ and is smiling to you. Does it mean? He is not God anymore. The Bible makes us understand that he is the God of yesterday, of today and forever. That same God that was revered and feared greatly is the same God of today. Make sure you are in such a posture that you give the adequate reverence to God. You give the adequate reverence to God. Joseph didn't sleep with Potiphar's wife, not because of Potiphar or because of the Egyptian kings or whatever, but he did it. He 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 ran away from fornication. Why? Because he feared the Lord. Because he feared the Lord, and he because he feared the Lord, he had the wisdom of the Lord to know that hey, this is my master's wife. This is even if it's not my master, this is somebody's wife. Even if it's not just somebody's wife, I am not supposed to fornicate. I'm not supposed to press that breast. I'm not supposed to look at that girl and start thinking a certain way. Retain the fear of God in your heart. Retain the fear of God in your heart. So let's put this down. Our morality is it, it, it isn't necessarily because of others, but God. Whatever sin you commit against a person is first against God. I'm repeating it. I said. Our morality isn't be, isn't necessarily because of others, but God. That means you are not being moral because of others. You are not doing it to please others or to let others see. What and I said, whatever sin you commit against a person is first against God. Whatever wickedness you commit against a person is first against God. So instead of looking at your father will beat you, look at the fact that God above will judge you. Because if you are looking at men, okay. If you are just looking at men and seeing what men will do to you, that means if there is no man to observe you or catch you, that means you do what you are doing. Because you know, you looked left, right, and there was no one there. You slept with Abba. You looked left, right, there was no one there. There was no roommates around. You slept with Abba. You forgot that there is a God who is above. The God who is not limited by space or time or by the building who is watching you. So if your mind is about doing the good because of people, then you 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 get into error. You get into error. We must live our life in the fear of God, knowing our boundaries and living to please Him. Okay, write it down. We must live our life in the fear of God. In the fear of God, knowing our boundaries and living to please Him. Knowing our boundaries 
and living to please him. I'm repeating again. I said, we must live our life in the fear of God. How? Knowing our boundaries and living to please him. Anyone who fears God will live to please God. In fact, even in our normal relations and everything we do, the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 21 tells us we should submit us uh, to ourselves. It says submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. That means our relation to other people. It must be in the fear of God. It must be in the fear of God. Before you think man, think God. Before you look at man, look at God. Before you see the judgment of others, look at the judgment of God. Obedience, okay? Obedience to God is a product of the fear of God. Any person you fear, you obey. Whether you want it or not, you obey. Imagine if your your school teacher mm, or your lecturer, ah, you you obey your lecturer because you fear. You know what who he is first of all. You know what he can do. We are not even looking at the fact that you just respect him or you love him. No, you know who he is. He's your lecturer. He's a big lecturer in the University of Ghana, and you know what he can do. He can fail you at will. Yes. Because of that, when he says do this, you do it. You do it. And that is the unfortunate thing. What happens to a lot of people, and then some people go and sleep with their lecturers, or uh, because the Bible says the fear of man is a snake. God doesn't want you to fear men. Okay, right? The fear of man is a snake. The fear of man is a snake. God wants you to fear him, not fear men. Give reverence to men and all. But if your fear of man is not encapsulated in the fear of God, because I told you before you look at man, look at God. If your fear of man is not encapsulated in the fear of God, please, that is not the fear God wants you to have. You understand? That is not the reverence God wants you to give. So you say, oh, he's my professor. I have to respect him. Let him just press me small because, he's, oh, no, no, no. Or, uh, oh, I like him. I respect him. He's a man of God. There are a lot of you, if I should, uh, God forbid, but if any man of God or someone, your leader or something, instructor, I catch you one corner and I press you, you say, oh, it is, it is a revelation, it's anointing. But because you, 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 you give a certain level of respect to him. That's why when men of God do certain things and they say the man of God has done this, uh, people will not believe. People will not believe. People... not believe my father told me something he told me something um, i think i should share with you he he was um he went to the church one day and he called one of the girls he was like he just mentioned a name let's say i don't mention him so let's say the name is aku and it's like aku follow me and the girl just starts following him he enters his car she sits in the car Okay, so he enters in the car, she sits, uh, he enters the car, she sits in the car with him, then he drives and they go somewhere. I think he was going to a bookshop or something. He told me that when he got down, down from the car and he started walking, the, the audience asked him, 
this is what the Holy Spirit said. He said, you see how she trusts and respects you. And he said, this is how much me members, many people that follow men of God, trust and respect them and revere them. And that's why they are so submitted to the people. Then the Holy Spirit asked him, imagine how, how disgraceful it is or how those people will feel when at the end of it all, with all this reverence and respect they have for you, you decide to um, um, sin against God by maybe sleeping with them or doing something against them or pastors who end up raping. That's what the Holy Spirit, have you ever thought of how it feels if when these people do these things? So quickly, my dad asked him, he, said, he asked him, let's say, I told you, let's say the name is Aku. So he said, Aku, why, why did you follow me? Why did you follow me? The girl said, he said, oh, daddy, I know I, I, I know it's safe to be to you. You won't do anything. <clears throat> Lord Jesus. It takes the fear of God. It takes the fear of God. It takes the fear of God to obey God. It took, because she fears him, she reveres him. She has a certain expectation and standard and criteria, a certain imagery of him. She followed him at, at, at his will. Come, and she is going. When I tell Phoebe, let's go, Phoebe follows me. Yes. Why? Because she 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 reveres me. When Phoebe and when I say let's go, today we are going to my church, Phoebe will just dress fast and follow. Maybe she had something doing, but she will end up following me. Why? Because she reveres me. Do you understand? So to be able to obey someone, then must you must fear the person. You must fear the person. And listen, if people fear you, don't take advantage of it. Like what I was saying that the Holy Spirit was ministering to my dad about. Don't take advantage of it and use it against people. Don't take advantage of it. Don't take advantage of it. A lot of people have done horrible things. A lot of people have done horrible things. God God will help us. God will help us. So, as I was saying, when Obedience to God is a product of the fear of God. And in fact, in a general sense, anything you fear, you will obey. Anything you fear, you will obey. That's why the Bible says the fear of man is a snake. It's a snake. It's a snake. It's a trap. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. If you overly give reverence or if you become afraid of a man and not God, <laughs> You will fall into error. That is why people, uh, if a man of God says something like that, because they, they, have, they call it Anna. They call it Anna. I mean, I know I'm saying they call it. They call it Anna. But they will still choose it. They don't have the fear of God. They have the fear of the man. They have the fear of the man. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 24. And Saul said, and, and Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned. For I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and thy ways, because I get the people and obey their voice. Remember, I said, we use Paul and we use Saul as an example. Okay, we use Saul as an example. We considered the text from 1 Samuel chapter 13, I believe, and we spoke about how he looked at people and he was following the crowd, he was following the state, he wasn't looking at what God is saying, he wasn't following the instruction of God, the revelation of God, and he decided to make a sacrifice, okay, we did that yesterday, now, I'm using Saul here again, he said to Samuel, he said, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord, and thy words, why, 
because I fear the people and I obey their voice. I was telling you that obedience is a product of fear. If you find anyone not obeying the principles of God, it's because he doesn't fear the God who gave them that principle. I pray for you tonight that the fear of God will be born in us. The fear of God will be born in us. We will learn to fear God. And it will come by we knowing who this God is. Who, you see, one thing, one reason why people don't fear God is because of the God they've been told about. You see, it is very good to preach. God is love and all those things. But don't forget that the same God is the God who will condemn people to hell because they didn't, uh, they, they had a choice. He is the same God. Don't forget that. Let's not forget that God is not just love. He's just. God is just. God is a judge. When you look at God holistically, it will, it will let you see the need for you to give him reverence. Because if you see him as someone who will just keep accepting you, keep accepting you, which is true, God, God will always want you back. He will always chase after you until your time is up, which is probably you die or something, or he comes. God will keep chasing after you. But if you are going to use that and take an advantage of it and use to fool around, you will be you will be you'll be disappointed. You'll be greatly disappointed. When you fear a man or when you fear God, you obey God. When you fear God, you obey God. Jesus said something, if you love me, obey my commandments. And I've explained how that fear and love move together. Now the Bible says perfect love casted out of fear. I told you fear in context is, is a contextual word. It, it has it, it picks different forms or so different meanings based on the context. Okay. So what first John chapter 4, verse 18 was talking about, it is not talking about the fear we are talking about as in you have a reverence. But we are looking at um torment. Now you can look at the characteristic of this fear here. See because the fear or because fear had torment. Okay. So we are not looking at you be frightened and you are shaking and this and you are being forced to love God. No. But we are looking that when you love God, you honor God. When you love God, you will glorify God. When you love God, you will want to obey God. I pray for you tonight that we, we will fear God. We will not choose our own way. We will not choose our own way. We will not choose our own way. That even as the fear of God is built in us and encapsulates us, we will be able to tap into the economy of the heavens. We'll be able to tap into the wisdom of the heavens. We'll be able to uh, function in, 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 in the resources or with the resources, by the resources of the heavens, that we will not be cast away. We will not be given to a reprobate mind. Anytime you see yourself starting to incline towards certain things, know that there is something wrong. Maybe you are not, be, you are, you are not seeing God as who he is. You are not seeing God as we are. Just lift up your voice and tell God, Lord, teach me to love you. Teach me to fear you. Teach me to honor you. Teach me to glorify you. Teach me that the way I live my life, it will reflect you. The Bible says what? It says, let your light shine. 
let me see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Before you consider the miracles you will do in letting your light shine, before you consider how you be given word of knowledge, consider the fact that the, the nature of God must be formed in you. You have to see fruits. We have to see fruits. You have to see fruits in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, teach us to fear you. Teach us to revere you. Teach us to honor you. Because we know who you are. So teach us, Lord, that we will know you more. Because it is when we know you more that we will fear you more, that we will revere you more. In the name of Jesus. Uh, I, let, let's mute ourselves. Apostle Michael Rufus said something sometime. And he, he said the um, angels in heaven, the 24 elders, the four living creatures, they are knowing God every moment. They are knowing God more and more. And God is said that his glory increases. And when his glory is increasing, as when they see his glory, they are so awestruck. They are so, um, they, are, they, are, they, are, they, are, they are overwhelmed. And they bow down and they say, holy, holy are you, Lord. Lord, you are separate. Lord, we revere you because you are separate. You are on your own. You are independent. You are separate. You are consecrated unto yourself. And when they lift up themselves, okay, when they rise up to look at this God again, ah, he is in a greater glory. That means they come to know much more of him. Because they come to know another dimension of him, they will go back. They will go back. They will say, holy, holy, I love them. They to revere the Lord. It is in knowing God that we revere God. They are saying, God, teach us to know you. Teach us to know you. Teach us to know you. And to know the works of your hand. That we know what you can do and what you have done. We know that the same God of yesterday is the God of today and the God of forever. In the name of Jesus, lift up the voices. The Lord bless In the name of Jesus, Savida Kepela Kumembra Ivaluas. In the name of Jesus. Father Lord, we are grateful. Father Lord, we are grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful that you teach us to love you. That you are teaching us to revere you. That Lord, we are even tapping into your economy of wisdom by virtue of we fearing you. We pray, O oh God, that you teach us to live our lives patterned after you. That even as we fear you, Lord, we will live up to the moral standards which, Lord, you've given us. We thank you in Jesus' name that we are representing you in the fullness. Lord, we will not be a disgrace to the kingdom. Our acts, our attitudes, our unbuilt character will not become a disgrace to the kingdom. So, Lord, you are building us holy into conformity to the image of your son. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, God richly bless you. Okay, you know something? Um, I, I want to take my assignment. No one should leave the meeting. No one should leave the meeting. Okay, so... So, we have been doing the book of Philippians. Um, 
if you did a book of philippians let me know what you've done so far and i'm sure by now you, you had written it down too because i don't expect now that you'll be coming to send everything boom like that to me no i don't expect that so kindly um send it to the page and let me see what um you've done please hurry up hurry up hurry up hurry up hurry up oh lord jesus i said I don't know why I should leave the meeting. No one should leave. No one should leave. Oh, Jesus. Please, can you hear me? Like, what's happening? Like, you are confused on what to send, sister. Please, send what you have, okay? Send what you have. Okay, I think... Phoebe, you can end. Okay, it's okay. I'll tell you to end your recording uh, because I'm just taking assignments. So, Phoebe, you can end the recording if it's possible. Okay. Please, you can't be confused on what you have to say. I'm talking about the book of Philippians. Philippians, you're supposed to do a book study of Philippians. And that is why I'm looking for your progress so far. By now, all of you should be done. It has been two weeks already. Unless you decided not to do it. Because most of you decided not to do it. You want to be spoon-fed. Okay, I'm ending the audio. Okay, I'm ending the audio. You let's do this one by text. Okay, let's do it by text. So, hey, okay, hey, Japan, please. I'm waiting for the rest of you, your work. Okay, remember, I am the one who read all of you your work. Cool. So, if you just send it and you are doing yourself chiches, no, please, I beg you. Um, let's pray and let me end the audio and we'll continue everything um, by text. Okay. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this wonderful time in your presence. Thank you, Lord, for your wisdom which you poured into us, even to make us into that which you desire. We thank you, Lord, that we are representing you to our world, even as we ought to, even as you desire. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Boatima, come to my place right now. Okay, we can end the voice note. We can uh, we can end the voice chat.